The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And in particular, we bring to mind our heart's commitment to non-harming, just valuing this integrity of our actions in the world, not wanting to cause ourselves and others harm. And no matter the particular circumstances of our lives, we bring to mind a sense of contentedness with what we have. All this is supportive of the heart settling in our meditation practice. In other words, we're on purpose, we're bringing to mind the trustworthiness of our own heart, the goodness of our own heart. It's not that it's perfect, but it's settling to remember that this heart cares and that this heart has the capacity to be content now with the conditions as they are including the sensations of our bodies sitting in the posture. May not be perfect, but maybe they're good enough to just let them be. And then we can bring to mind our willingness to train our heart, and it arises this willingness, this committedness, It arises simply from our learning over the lifetime. We have learned about the limitations of our habit energies, and in particular, the habits of the mind to worry and to spin in this way and spin in that way. And we have observed what that mental proliferation, what that sets in motion, what that, like the value of all that, distractedness and obsessions and mental proliferation. So out of that comes a willingness to train the mind to be present. And it's really good at the beginning of a sitting period just to reflect. I don't expect it to be easy, but I am willing to make this skillful effort, this relaxed persistence to retrain the mind from whatever habits it has around distractedness and superficiality and reactivity and fixed views and obsessive vortexes that the mind can get lost in. Whatever those habits are, let's feel the heart's commitment to train the mind in a different direction. A non-entanglement, a non- 
identification with these patterns that will arise, will get triggered. But we don't have to, in a sense, take the bait by taking the pattern personally and then, in a sense, personally dragged around by that particular habit. So with all that in mind, then we can take up the Buddha's first instruction, which is to find a quiet place. The actual text says, go on to the forest, the root of a tree, an empty hut. One sits down, having folded the legs crosswise, keeping the body upright, having established mindfulness to the fore, mindful, one breathes in, mindful, one breathes out. So let's just, with real commitment, let's explore this first instruction in our own subjective experience, this body and mind right here. Establishing mindfulness to the fore. So we're remembering to recognize that this is being known. And even before directing your attention to the breath, just have that sense of establishing mindfulness right here, right in the middle. Which is that simple recognition that this is being known. Remembering to be aware of what the mind is consciously knowing, consciously sensing to be aware of that. And whatever it is that the mind is knowing, in order to be aware of that, it's simply recognizing right here and now what the mind is knowing. We don't have to direct the attention or bring the attention anywhere. It's all right here. This is what the mind is knowing. Whatever it might be, the experience of sitting, the experience of hearing Mark's voice, And in this space, this reflective space of knowing what the mind is knowing, interested in what the mind is knowing, the Buddha is asking us to be specifically sensitive, interested in that natural process of breathing in and breathing out. Really simple, the sensations of breathing in and breathing out. The mind is already 
capable of being conscious, sensitive to this natural process of breathing in and breathing out, whatever that might feel like at this time. And we're making this relaxed, persisted, persistent effort to notice or to remember that this is being known, that the breathing in is being felt, and the breathing out is being felt, that that sensitivity to the process of breathing in and out The sensitivity is already here, but we're remembering that the mind is sensitive, we're keeping it in mind. And so it has to be fresh moment by moment by moment, this recognition that the mind is capable of being sensitive to breathing in through that duration of the inhalation and breathing out through that duration of the exhalation. Can we be interested without, because of habit, getting tight about it or controlling? Just allowing the body to breathe, but keeping it in mind. developing this very specific mental muscle to be interested in what is usually quite ordinary and neutral, often doesn't come with any kind of charge. Can we be intimate and keep it in mind and all at the same time Just allow that natural process of breathing in and breathing out to be whatever way it is. That doesn't mean it won't feel tight or it might feel erratic or whatever it does feel like. That will be okay. We don't have any intention for it to be any particular way. And remember, we're developing and purifying this capacity to be interested in something ordinary, interested enough, committed enough to keep it in mind, to not forget it, all the way through one in-breath, and then all the way through one out-breath.
so committed that the mind naturally is willing to drop all the other forces or habits to do this or that. All of that, whatever those impulses might be, fall into the background. Besides this uh, development of a pure interest, there's also this wholeheartedness or this ardency, committedness, loyalty to the instruction. Even though we may not have perfect faith, it's useful to imagine that a deeply wise and compassionate person is instructing us because they care about us to train the mind in this way, telling us that it really leads to deep healing and deeper wisdom, more freedom in our lives. And now we're checking it out because we, to some degree at least, trust this person's wisdom and compassion for us. So we're going to follow the instructions.
the second instruction is all about recognizing the natural effect on the breathing process that arises with the settling and the stabilizing present moment awareness, the building of momentum. The breath generally goes from being grosser to being more refined, longer and grosser, shorter, more refined. But of course it will be different for everyone. But generally the processes of the body reflect how the mind is. So as the mind settles and quiets, as it becomes more refined, then the bodily experience also becomes more simple, quiet, more refined, including the breathing process. Now we don't make that, can't make that happen. But we can support the stabilizing and the unifying of the mind, this pleasure of simplicity and seclusion, by just following the instructions. While breathing in, just tracking the physicality of the breath. And notice if it's a longer or shorter breath. While breathing out, just tracking the physicality of the out-breath, clearly enough to notice if it's a grosser or more refined out-breath. And just allowing this, being aware of the breathing process, allow this to be the most important thing. Going to begin again and again.
And ideally, we would persist in this relaxed way, wholeheartedly taking up the training, connecting, sustaining with this ordinary process of breathing in and breathing out, how it actually feels there in the body, in the chest, at the nostrils, or in the belly, or however you feel the breath coming in and going out. Until we have a clear sense of the pleasure of seclusion, the pleasure of the mind becoming more simple, simply because it's dropped so much distraction, flitting about here and there, thinking about this and that. And when you feel you have that taste, that flavor of seclusion, the pleasure of simplicity, then you can make this change. This is the Buddha's third instruction. And he adds this piece. He says, one trains oneself. So in a way, it's a more specific kind of effort now, directing the attention to the whole body. So one trains oneself while breathing in, experiencing the whole body. And one trains oneself with each out-breath, experiencing the whole body. So we can still rely on that natural rhythm of breathing in and out. But as we feel the breath coming in, we're reminded to experience the whole body just as it is. And as we feel the breath going out, we're reminded again to open and feel the body, the totality of the body. And we're not looking for specific sensations in the body, places where there's a knot or there's some pain. We're really interested in this more open, accepting, allowing of the total totality of the body without any exception. We're developing this particular skill to have a more inclusive awareness, not focused on a particular thing, but more that flavor of being open and inclusive to the whole bodily experience. Not having to pick and choose. might feel a quality of fearlessness as you breathe in, opening in this more inclusive way, breathing out, opening, 
in this inclusive way. Feel like a kind yes to the whole body with the in breath, each out breath. you might naturally begin to sense a bodily calm, a bodily sense of well-being, and then practice. The fourth instruction is to train the mind, train the heart, to keep this bodily calm in mind as you breathe in, and to keep this bodily calm or bodily well-being in mind as you breathe out. Just allow it to develop, to spread, kind of healing between the mind and body now. We're realizing the mind that's not afraid to be sensitive or open to the whole body. And the result is a pervasive, a developing and pervasive calm, bodily calm. But the important thing here is to keep that wholesome, pleasure, bodily calm, to keep it in mind. And our habit might be to bring the attention to where there's pain or where there's tension. So we're, that's why it's a training. We're keeping in mind the good feeling in the body, not the bad feeling in the body. However faint it might be, one half breath at a time.
So remember, we're developing a new skill set. Be aware in this inclusive way to begin to sense that wholesome quality of well-being, embodied, calm, embodied well-being, to keep it in mind. All of this in the service of being more and more intimate with the way it is, starting with this bodily experience here. And just feeling everything happening on its own, nothing left out. Not in conflict with the bodily experience. And the fifth instruction, and we'll end here tonight, is simply to train yourself to notice that quality of lightness or joy as you breathe in, as you breathe out. And this lightness, this buoyancy is arising as the heart senses through its intimacy with the body. The heart senses how it's all happening on its own. So there's a subtle sense of dropping some of the ownership and sense of being the doer and more of an abiding in just the activity of the present moment, the activity of the body. And the result is just a lightness of heart being able to trust the present moment a little bit more. And just the dance of all the, all of what's moving freely. The heart isn't in conflict, isn't in the mode of struggling. And the result is a natural joy. So the Buddha just asked to train while you're breathing in to notice that lightness of the heart, that buoyant, bright quality to whatever degree you can. And then of course the same as you breathe out, of keeping joy in mind, just as best we can for another minute or two.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.